What's up, everybody? This is Gary Horn, and this, this is the NWA, a podcast celebrating the past, present, future, history, legacy, and the tradition of one of the greatest pro wrestling entities of all time. We're talking about the National Wrestling Alliance, and this is part two of our episode three Circle Square discussion. I I guess that's why you call it. I don't know. But anyway, as we talked about in the previous episode, uh, Circle Squared Episode 3 featured our first female competitors. You've possibly already heard the other episode with Freya the Slayer. Enjoyed talking to Freya very, very much. Well, this time around, we're going to get to talk to the other half of that contest in Episode 3 of Circle Squared, and that is with the original mean girl, Danny Jordan. Now, despite being the original mean girl, Danny and I had a very nice conversation. I was worried that she would be very mean, but she was not. Uh, of course, if you've seen her promo, you saw her in the ring, she is uh, seems very confident, and we talk a lot about that, and we talk a lot about what got her into the business and all of that stuff. Danny was very cool, you know, especially at the time when this conversation was going on, we were just finding out about everything going on around us, and so I'm sure that she was a bit stressed, but uh, hopefully this provided an escape for her as well, just for a little bit, like hopefully it provides an escape for you. Obviously, with everything going on the way it is, we can all use that. So, I won't waste time talking about every little detail here. Just keep in mind that we are still here for you. We love you guys. Thank you so much for being a part of this NWA community. I am at this is Gary Horn on all the social medias. If you want to talk and hang out and shoot the breeze about wrestling, my buddy Adam is at this is Rotella. And the podcast, as always, on everything is at the NWA pod. Make sure you check that out. Check us out on all the platforms, including TikTok, where we are right now. So I'm pretty excited about that to see what what comes out of that. So all of that out of the way, ladies and gentlemen, Danny Jordan. Now I'm out of breath because I just like ran around because I was like, gosh, she's ready to talk to me now. And I got to I'm so sorry. No, don't be sorry. (laughs) Anyway, so I appreciate you taking the time to do this, Danny. Oh, yeah, no problem. All right. I'm I'm uh, I'm recording now, by the way. So I just went ahead and hit the button now. So we're okay. We're we're officially talking. This is it. This is what it is. It's just gonna be a really awkward conversation where I say some things and there's a weird pause <laughs> where you don't know what to say, and then that sort of thing. Okay. <laughs> All right. So talk to me about SNL. I want to know about it. Like, who's your favorite person? What Saturday Night Live? Yeah, Saturday Night Live. Who's my favorite person? That's really hard to answer. Well, I mean, obviously, I know you're a Tina Fey fan, right? Yeah, yeah. So, um, I guess, I mean, I guess she would be my favorite person. I have her name tattooed on me, so that's a pretty big deal. <laughs> yeah, no, I freaking love your tattoo. <laughs> really cool tattoo. Can you tell me what it says? Oh yeah, it says whatever the problem, be part of the solution. Don't just sit around raising questions and pointing out obstacles. 
freaking love that. That's good stuff. Like, uh, where is that from? One of her books? Like, where did you get that? I think it is from her book. I forget the title of it. I didn't read it, so that's probably not like the best fan thing to do. No, it's alright. But I was like, that's a good quote, and it related to most situations in life. So I got it just as a just as a thing for me to just remember to like literally just stop sitting around and waiting for things to happen and, and pointing out reasons why something's not happening if I'm not actually going to go for it and, and make those changes myself and try to do something about it. I, I used to do that a lot. So We at the podcast are like real, we want to be real go-getter kind of people. So we, we enjoy the positive uh, attitude of people like that are out there doing the hustle. So uh, yeah. this, is, this is good stuff. I actually just Googled this. This is a Will Ferrell quote. Did you know that? Ooh. I'm just kidding. What is it? I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> Yeah. I, I, I'm really, t- listen, I'm trying really hard to be funny, and I'm not good at it. So it's, uh, you know. Oh, it's okay. I'm, I'm working Sometimes on it. I'm not good at it, but also I'm really good at it. So that's fine. <laughs> I love Will Ferrell, by the way. He's amazing. Yeah, he's he's probably my favorite. Like, if I had to pick somebody he from. Can't, he can't do anything, like, wrong. Like, he's just hilarious. I rewatched, uh, just the other day, I was watching, um, like old school and like the movie I, I hadn't seen it in forever and i was like this movie's okay but like everything will ferrell does is hilarious like, right literally everything he does so, anyway that guy's great um i suppose i should talk to you about wrestling yeah i guess so you know since that's what we're here for <laughs> you were just on the circle squared and i'm gonna ask you about that in just a minute but since there is not a lot of stuff out there yet about you although i will say another thing that i really appreciate about you is that you are killing it with social media like where 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 did that come from i have no idea i guess just well i guess i do have an idea there's a couple people that um that like really helped me out a lot and they just kind of pushed me and and were like you gotta like social media is a huge thing for what you're doing. I mean, any for anybody. Like they have to understand if you're in any kind of entertainment industry or in the public eye in any way, being on social media is such a huge part of today. So I just tried to be as active as I can. So like before wrestling, I had a Twitter, but it was just to follow the celebrities that I liked, you know. Right. So then there was no need for me to be on it. So I was just like, well, eh, whatever. I don't I don't need Twitter. So I deleted it. And then when I got into wrestling, I was like, ah, I should probably download my Twitter again. One, to follow all the people that I like in wrestling. And then another, just to like try to bump myself up and my followers and stuff. So I never thought I'd have a big following like that. But you just got to tweet like you do. And they'll come around. <laughs> no, that's that's totally it. Have you ever heard of uh, Gary V? Who? I'm sorry. Gary V, like Gary Vaynerchuk is his name. He goes by Gary V, like Victor. Oh, no. Oh, you got to check him out. So he's like one of our uh, big influences uh, with what we're doing. It's just about, he's 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 a entrepreneur guy, but he's like very social media savvy, like constantly talking about like, you know, telling your story and putting your brand out there and stuff. So yeah. I was thinking somebody like you might have heard of him because, well, so yesterday or the day before uh as we're recording this i just talked to um freya who you wrestled at circle squared and she was talking about going to like the lower 48 like she's uh she's a teacher she's talking about dropping everything and just she's just headed to the 
United States, like the lower 48, to tour and just learn her craft better and all that stuff. I'm like, you got to document that. You have to record yeah. everything. Keep right. people updated. That's what your social media is. And she was like, I hadn't thought about that. I was like, oh man, that's that's everything for you guys right now. Like it's uh, and I and I see yours, and you you are constantly like updating, and uh, you just have stuff. I, I think that's really awesome. That's a big part that a lot of people miss right now. Yeah, it is a big part. Like you gotta. There's no way around it. Like, and then because I look at a lot of my friends too, and some of them don't have a lot of. Oh, sorry. Very good. Can you hear me? Yeah. Can you hear me? Okay. Sorry. My uh, yeah, my phone disconnected switch bluetooth devices sorry what was i saying oh i look at like a lot of my friends and the following that they have and stuff and the ones that the ones that don't have a huge following they barely are are on social media and i'm like well duh because like you're not posting anything so where are your followers gonna what are they gonna look at nothing because you don't do anything so like as long as you just keep doing stuff they'll, they'll come around that's how it works and a lot of them just don't think that it's important or I was literally just talking to some of my friends about this the other day because a couple of them didn't want to be on Twitter. And I have another friend that gets it and then he'll delete it all the time. And I'm just like, if you're going to just delete it all the time, what's what's the point? Like, if you want to be successful in wrestling and you want all these people to see you and what you're doing and stuff, you got to, like, share it with the world. You're not going to just That's follow follow nothing. Yeah, I mean, and, and people don't think it's, I mean, I think people write it off, but it's, people care about who you are as a person. That's like half the reason we are doing right. this, like with the, the Circle Squared people too. Like, I was like, man, here's these people like are making an impact already and they're on the screen, but you only get like two minutes to talk. And so like, I'm like, I'm sure yeah. people who are seeing you for the first time would like to know who you are a little bit better. I think Yeah, I mean it, it's like you're like your favorite celebrity growing up or something. Not saying that I'm a celebrity, but yeah, you see them in movies and stuff, but what do you want to see? Their interviews and their personality and what they're like outside of when they're acting in this movie that you watch, you know? Yeah. You just want to know them as a person. Like that's just human nature. So I just try to be as much of a personality as I can. And what's funny with you too, I can honestly say is like I I've had one other person that it worked out this way. I, I saw you come out. I was at the Atlanta tapings uh, when your circus oh. squared happened. Yeah, I was there. And um, I knew who you were, like, when you walked out. And I've never seen you wrestle. I'd never seen anything. And uh, I just, I was like, I've seen the mean girl before. And uh, <laughs> I, I, so it's working. Like, I mean, even in that way, the only other person I've had that, that I could say that about was Thunder Rosa. Like, I knew Thunder Rosa before I ever saw a Thunder Rosa match. I just knew she existed. Knew of her. Yeah. yeah. And I And I was like... <laughs> asking the nwa on like twitter i was like tweeting at them i was like you gotta get thunder rosa because she just seemed cool and i didn't know anything about her except she just looked cool <laughs> but anyway so so you weren't like a lifetime lifelong uh wrestling fan right like you kind of got into it later um i guess you could say that yeah um i mean like growing up i watched i didn't really watch a lot of it i guess because it wasn't it wasn't like for me it wasn't my thing but i knew of a lot of people because one of my best friends growing up his name is kyle he um 
had the video games and stuff. So we would always be like downstairs in the basement playing the WWE games. And I would just always pick my favorite people. I was always like Shawn Michaels or John Cena or The Undertaker because I loved them a lot. But other than that, I didn't watch a whole lot of it just because it was on late, you know, I was a kid. So, um, so I wasn't too interested. So then I went through a whole gap where I wasn't really watching it. Um, I knew of like a couple people here and there. And then I think it wasn't until like, I think throughout high school, my stepdad had it on sometimes when like I came home from school or whatever, and it would just be on and I'd be like, Oh, what's that? And then look at it for a little bit, watch it with him. And then just be like, all right, cool. I'm going to go do homework or whatever. Um, and then after high school is when I really got back into it. So it was probably around, I graduated 2012. It was probably around like 2013, 2014 when I actually got back into it like steadily. And then from there on out, I was just watching a lot. So the whole women's evolution and everything go down. And that's what really like clicked for me. Was there like some, Okay, so I'm trying to figure out how to uh, you. I, I know that you are from New York originally. Is that mm-hmm. right? So you, yes, you were, were a um, piece this together for me. You were a extra on the movie Baywatch. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, I, I was. I try to be like really nosy about people's lives. <laughs> um, how did how did that happen? Uh, I'd always wanted to get into acting and I never really had a way into it. I didn't have like professional headshots or anything. It's literally just my mom saw a flyer somewhere in Savannah for extras casting and it was for Baywatch. And she was like, here, I found this. And she took a picture of it and sent it to me. She was like, you should send it in. And I was like, okay. So I did. And then I got it and I was an extra. The first movie I've ever done. See, you're supposed so to tell fun. like a story like the rock saw you on the street. It's just like her. <laughs> wouldn't that be I mean, right? Wouldn't that be the the best story ever? I wish it happened like that, but no, sadly. <laughs> uh, that's all right. Uh, so, so the wrestling thing for you was mm-hmm. was that already happening at this point, or did this no. kind of kickstart it? Uh, I would say it did kickstart it actually, which is weirdly enough. A lot of people uh get this misconstrued a lot um so it's not it's not the rock that like made me get into wrestling or anything it's not like i was like hey i love you and i really want to get into wrestling what should i do like i didn't have a conversation with him so a lot of people assume that like just because i was in the movie or something that he was in that like that's what made me go into wrestling it's that i've always like looked up to him as a as a hero and like a career icon i guess because for me i just want to grow up and be successful and be a good business person and and go into all the different kinds of fields that i want to do because there's a lot of things that i want to do with my life and it's hard to get all those things accomplished but i feel like he finds a way to branch out and and do those other things in different industries so so that's always why he's been like an idol for me career-wise and he got to do what he loved, which was wrestling. So um, seeing him in person, seeing somebody that you look up to in person and be like, holy shit, you're real. You're a real person. And you're a nice, genuine person. Somebody that like, like they tell you not to talk to any of the actors or say hello or whatever, unless they initiate it with you first. So he was the only one that would initiate stuff. 
first. Like half the other people didn't really, cause they, they knew the rules too, but he was just like, nah, like I want to, you know? And so he would just turn around and talk to us in between takes or something and put us in a little video in the background. Like we were there, make us a part of everything, you know? So it was fun. And, um, just having, seeing somebody that I look up to being that genuine and humble and, and nice to everybody. That's just an extra, you know, cause some people aren't, but like, that was really cool for me. So meeting him in person, I was like, wow, maybe I should go like the wrestling route and just kind of follow in his footsteps and see where that takes me. And then that was also around the whole time that the women's evolution was starting. So it was when the four horsewomen of NXT got called up to the main roster. Yeah. So when Sasha Bailey and, um, and Becky all came out, something, something really clicked that day. And I remember watching it and I was like, Hmm, maybe that's like a realistic path for me. Finally, like I've always thought about wrestling, but I never, I never really thought that it was a, a realistic goal that I could actually go do it. I, I didn't think that I was like good looking enough or, or in shape enough or, I don't even, I don't know, good enough in general, I guess. I just didn't think that it was something that I could actually go do. So I just wrote it off like, eh, you know, it's never going to happen. It's a cool dream to think about. But once that happened, I was like, maybe it's not just a dream. Maybe I can actually do that somehow. So then I just started Googling like how to be a wrestler. <laughs> like, what do I need to do? Do I need to go to school? Like, what do I need to do to get to like WWE or something, you know? And I found all the all the credentials that I need to go get. And I just found a school in Atlanta and, and I moved out there from Savannah to Atlanta. It was in like 2015, 2016 that I made up my mind that I wanted to go wrestle. And then 2017, I moved. And here we are. <laughs> wow. So, all right. So what were you doing? Had you... Before? Yeah. Like, where were you going to school? And like, what was going um, on with you? I wasn't in school. I didn't go to college. I took like one online psychology class and I was going to go to college. I signed up for classes, uh, but then I dropped them like two days before the classes were supposed to start because it just wasn't, I didn't want to do it just flat out. Like I didn't want to do it. I wanted to try to be successful without going to college because I'm stubborn. <laughs> I was like, I can do it. I, I swear I can do it. I'm going to find a way. I'm just going to be a successful person like i don't i didn't know how or what i was going to do i thought i was on the right path i was actually a manager at chipotle at the time randomly enough i was in the food service industry for a little bit i was i worked at cracker barrel and then after that i got a one day i got a call saying like we're opening up a brand new chipotle store and we need managers and are you interested and i had no management experience or anything but i was like yep i'm interested and i took it and i was like 20 one i think when i when i started there as a manager and that was really cool so that that helped me out a lot as far as learning business sides of things because i've always wanted to in the future like open up a restaurant of my own so i thought i was on a good path and then i was just like nope don't want to do that anymore i just want to wrestle it's pretty simple story yeah no no but i mean it's it's cool to me because uh, what i what I'm interested in is just like you, you went from this place of wrestling wasn't even a thing, but it was like, for some reason, like mm -hmm. once, once it appeared, you were like, Oh yeah, that's the thing. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to do that thing. And, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and a lot of people get, you know, I don't know. I'm probably one of them. Like, you know, I, you get hung up for a little while. Like you're like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. 
and you sound like you've been determined the whole time. So it's just, I've, I've always had, sorry to cut you off. I've always had like a a life plan for myself. Like growing up, I was always that one weird kid. That's always like really career oriented. So it's not like I didn't have fun or anything, but I always wanted to have a, a good career and a good life and just be like financially stable and successful in the, in my future. So, um, and like actually mean something when I grow up. Um, but I've always been like very stubborn along the way too, as far as like, I never really made good grades. So it seemed like I had way bigger goals than like what I could actually accomplish, you know? So that's why wrestling was never something in the forefront of my mind. It was always in the background, like, eh, you know, it's just a stupid dream. I don't think I can actually go do it. But realistically it was, the thing that should have been in the forefront, like, because it was way more realistic than like going into marketing or opening up my own restaurant in the future. Like those take a lot of work and it's very hard to do. And also acting was a major part of what I wanted to do too, growing up. Like I used to read like an Oreo ad in like a magazine out loud and pretend I was in a commercial, you know, just to like try to act. <laughs> so and that's why I did that movie spot too. Cause I thought that that was like a good way to get into acting. And I don't know. It just, it just kind of all lined up. Like I've been through a lot of ups and downs and stuff in my life. I've had a lot of hard times, but so it seems like I'm just kind of telling you the simple stuff. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I literally just, I've always had a life plan, but wrestling kind of took that. Like, I don't know how to describe that. It was kind of like a leap of faith where I'm just like, well, or a Hail Mary, where I'm just kind of like, well, I'm going to put all my eggs in this basket and hope it works out. And and I've never been the kind of person to do that before, but I did it and it's working. So I think I made the right choice. Yeah, you definitely did. I mean, you seem like a natural for it, but like, do you think there was a Hail Mary because like of uh, you just decided it was time to make a decision or like you, was it like it felt desperate? like desperation like something was going on that you were just like i gotta something has to happen right now or i'm gonna go crazy or honestly i have no idea for some reason like even looking back on it i'm like why did i jump so quickly into just going to be a wrestler like it came out of nowhere almost it was such a big decision to make like yeah i'm gonna move out of my parents house on my own for the first time ever live on my own move to a place like four and a half hours away from my mom's house and try to be a wrestler. I had no idea what I was getting into. I had no idea what wrestling was like. I didn't really know about independent wrestling. I didn't know it existed until I started wrestling. I thought there was just WWE and that's it. And so like, I literally had no, no clue, but there was just something that made me something inside me that was just like, yeah, do it, do it, do it, do it. You can't, not do it but i had no idea what was going to happen i had no idea the work that had to go into it or anything so it was just really weird for some reason something was pushing me and made me really excited to go do it and yet i had no idea what i was getting into so it's weird to describe (laughs) it's so funny like just because like wrestling is like you said it's just not like a it's not like a standard thing like yeah put on the forefront so like that that's the thing that got you to do it how how did your like mom and stuff react to that 
Oh, she was actually really excited. Um, she's never liked wrestling, especially like if I had it on in the house with my stepdad, we would be watching it and she would be like, Oh, can you turn that shit off? Like she hated it. She hated it on in the house. She didn't get it. She, she was just like not wanting anything to do with it. But then one day I went upstairs and I was just like, mom, I think I'm going to go be a wrestler. What do you think? And she was like, wow, really? Why? And I was like, I don't know. I just really want to go do it. I think that it would be fun. I think that I can do it. And like, I want to be in WWE. And she was like, if that's what you want to do, okay, go for it. I think that would be really cool, actually. And then my stepdad was all about it. He was excited. Everybody's been pretty supportive of it, which is great. But yeah, she she reacted really well to it. Well, that's good. I mean, were you always, um, like, as far as, you know, the other side of wrestling besides your acting and stuff is, I mean, it's a really athletic thing. Like, I mean, was that always part of your life too? Like, were you an athlete or into that kind of stuff? Um, I played soccer growing up. So for like many years, that was pretty much the only sport that I really played. I think I did, I did lacrosse for like a year. It was like a, not a part of a school. It was like a league in its own or whatever. And that wasn't really for me. I didn't really like it that much. But I played soccer and that was pretty much it. Like I've always been an athletic person, I guess, per se. But as far as wrestling athleticness goes, I was not ready. Yeah. I <laughs> so I tried. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I tried. Uh, I was like, all right, if I'm going to go be a wrestler, I need to get strong. So I went to the gym with my friends and I was just trying to like, it was around the time that the Olympics were on. And so I was watching a lot of the Olympic powerlifting. So I was like, I can do that. And I just self-taught myself how to power lift. And my form wasn't right looking back on it now. But um, but I did it. Like I tried. And I was pretty good at it. Now I'm a lot better with the form and everything. But I I got stronger. I got a lot stronger. But I didn't like lose any weight either. So I did I did things the wrong way for a little bit. But at least I was strong going into it. You seem like you've been like on a, uh, you know, I don't want to step on any toes here, but like you seem like you've been on like a fitness journey kind of thing on your Instagram and stuff. Yeah. How's that? How's that been? Is it just like learning new stuff or new techniques or ways to, do you just feel like there's stuff you want to work on or something? A lot of it was just like friends guidance and stuff. And also my training school that I go to, uh, we have a nutritionist and um, she's really great with stuff like that. I don't have the meal plans from her, but, um, I do follow like the workouts that she posts and everything in our group chats. And they do like a group workout before training and stuff that I, I never really get to be a part of, but I'll like screenshot it and do it at the gym on my own a couple of times. Um, other than that, it's just, like I said, friends helping me out and just having people that are your like accountability partners, I guess. So you go to the gym together and, you know, let each other know like what you're eating and this and that, like when you're going to the gym, what you're doing at the gym, stuff like that. Cause then you have somebody to tell that like is going to help you stay on track, you know, cause it's very easy to just fall off on your own. And cause you know, we get lazy as humans. So, you know, you go to the gym and you're just like, yeah, well, I think that's enough for the day. I think I'm good. I got in what I needed to, but you probably didn't. So if you have your accountability partner there, they'll be like, all right, what'd you do? <laughs> and then you explain it and they're like, Ooh, that's it. <laughs> yeah. But eating, eating is a big part of it. So I just like change up my diet and stuff and tried to be less stressed out about things and just had fun with it. And it's, 
yeah, it's hard, but once you get into it, it's not as hard as it seems. Are you like a generally a stressed person? Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Big time. Yeah. I, um, I don't know what it is like over the last like little while I've gotten kind of more laid back. My wife like hates it. Like she's, cause I'm just kind of like, even with everything the way it is right now, I'm like, all right, well it is what it is. We'll just <laughs> ride it out. And she's like, would you freak out about something? It's, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's definitely what you're saying about like the accountability partners and stuff. That has been a huge thing for me lately. Like just changing up who you're around sometimes. It's like a big deal. Like, yeah. Just the people that you, uh, the, the folks that help us with the podcast and stuff, it's mainly me and, uh, this guy Adam Rotella and there's another guy who helps us out like kind of producing stuff but he uh they're always on my ass about where are the interviews who are you talking to what's coming next you know and it's but otherwise <laughs> I would be like uh just a lazy SOB half the time and not bother <laughs> but this is why I harass you I just want you to know it's just not all me <laughs> um so the beach bum thing um I guess oh no <laughs> oh no <laughs> Well, I was gonna, I was gonna take it back to the rock because I was like, one thing that you said that I really liked is like a lot of people uh, like him as an actor, but I, I'm totally with you on. I look up to the rock too in the same way that he is. It's like I, I want his attitude about everything, yeah. and uh, so I totally get what you're saying and like the the positivity and and then his business acumen, I guess you'd say. But anyway, mm-hmm. so it was cool to hear your side of the story on that, but. Does uh, Baywatch have any connection to the beach bum? Um, it it doesn't, but I see where that could like link together. That was me making an educated guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't actually. I th- that literally just came from me wanting to live in California my whole life. Like I've always wanted to be there. Why? So California? it's just I, I don't know. I don't know. All right. Something, yeah. I I don't know how to explain it. I just look, man. I said I've always had a life plan, and my life plan was grow up, move to California, and live there. I've always felt like, even though I grew up in New York and that's my home and it feels like home, whenever I I don't even know how many years ago it was. It was over five years ago. I went to San Diego on a trip with my mom. She was on a like a work trip, and she took me with her because she knows that I love California and everything about it, and as soon as I stepped off the plane, I was like, I'm home. This is it. I feel so comfortable. I was so happy the whole time. Like something about it, just like even just thinking about it, it just makes me so happy. Like, I feel like I belong there or like I was there in another life or something, you know? Yeah. I mean, I guess that makes sense. But, uh, so didn't you end up moving from like New York to like Georgia? Uh, yeah, actually I moved from New York to North Carolina first. Oh, okay. And I went to high school there, and then after that, I moved to Savannah, Georgia. So none of these places were like on your uh, bucket list when you were thinking about California, right? No, it was just uh, moving along with my mom. Um. So I guess were you always a uh, like? This seems like such a. It feels like such an obvious thing. I mean, I I know the movie, okay, but where did <laughs> the mean? the mean girl come from like how did how did this come about were you just an ass in school <laughs> not at all is that what you think no i don't know i'm just curious <laughs> no not at all you're um, really good I mean, at it so <laughs> i don't know thank you <laughs> oh that so <laughs> i'll tell you where the character came from 
and how I got stuck with it. Well, not got stuck with it. It, it was obviously a choice. But and then I'll also tell you like where it comes from personally. So um, the character, obviously, I was the beach bum. You know of that, which is a time that I don't like to discuss anymore. <laughs> oh, good. Well, so I'm, but, I'm just killing it with you so far today. <laughs> right. Yeah. Never coming back on here again. Oh, um. <laughs> so it uh, the beach bum thing was cool. I just felt like you know how songwriters, if they write a song. And it's not for them to sing. They don't feel it like it's uh, a part of their like music genre or whatever. I don't know how to, how musicians talk, but if it's not for them, they'll like write the song and give it to someone else that they think it fits better. 100%. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so it was kind of like that. I loved the character, and I was like, "Oh, this is cool. It's fun," but like, I don't think I can pull it off. Like, it wasn't something that I was doing right. So I was like, "Ugh, okay, I need to find something else." So then I went with like a short fuse kind of gimmick where I was just like average, like angry person, I guess, <laughs> like where I would just get annoyed easily and just have a temper or whatever. But I still didn't really have a, any kind of character or personality. And I felt like it was all being forced so much. And I just got all weird and awkward. And I was like, I don't know who I am or what I'm doing. So finally... I, I do this show called Southern Honor here in Georgia, and uh, they turned me heel. And I was always babyface. So when I finally got to be heel, I didn't really know how to how to do it. So I was kind of generic heel at first. And then I just started to, um, let me see. I went up north to Chicago to Berwyn Championship Wrestling, which was very fun. And they had, it was around Halloween, so they had like a battle royal and they needed us to wear costumes. And I didn't have a costume. So what I did was I was like, all right, let me find the easiest costume I can and I'll just be something from my favorite movie, Mean Girls. So I found like a white t-shirt and I cut holes in it. I don't know if you know what reference I'm talking about, but I was Regina, I was Regina George for it, right? Yeah, definitely. And the whole locker room. Everybody knew exactly what I was just from a tank top with holes cut in it. They were like, oh, my God, Regina George, I love it so much. And I was like, well, that was easy. And I was just like, it's just for my favorite movie. Like, just it was cool, you know. And I felt like I had more of a personality that day because of what I was wearing. Like, because I just decided to be Regina George. So I was, I was very comfortable with it. So then after that, that's when it sparked when I was like, oh, maybe I could, like, actually do that. But it wasn't until a few months later that I actually was like... I made a, let me see, I made a burn book. Lindsay Snow was the first person that I put in there because I had a feud going on with her. And I just thought that it would be funny if I came out one day and I did the Regina George thing where I made photocopies of my burn book pages that she was in. And I threw them out to the crowd, like that one scene in the movie that she does where it, all the, all hell breaks loose. Right. And, um, and I did that. And then, after that book idea, I started to think of all these other things that I could do with Mean Girls, like the t-shirts and all these different designs. And then I actually made a burn book of my own. And like, here we are. It's escalated from there. But the personality of the real Mean Girl comes from me just not liking people in general. <laughs> I get very, I get very like uptight and aggravated easily with people in general like they just annoy me sometimes i'm kind of i guess i'm kind of introverted 
at the same time, I'm very outgoing. So it's really weird. I guess it just depends like how well I know you in the moment. Yeah, um, it's definitely a thing. Yeah. Yeah. It is a thing, right? Yeah. Cause I can't like, I feel like I'm really outgoing, but, but around a lot of people that I know, you know, but if I don't know you, I kind of feel the same. I'm very introverted. Yeah. I'm very introverted if I don't really know who's around me. So uh, I don't know. It's weird, but I guess my friends, my very close friends, they know that I, they call they say that I'm mean. I don't think that I'm mean. I'm just like, you know, if I want you to get out of my house, I'm going to be like, Hey, can you leave? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Well, this is this is all good news. Like, it makes you feel better about all of my jokes not landing or anything. Like, I feel perfect about that. So <laughs> it's good stuff. Good. Talk to me about the circle squared. Um, like, you, mm-hmm. how how did how did that happen for you? Did you like do a video or something, or did somebody contact you? Like, where did it come from? Um, I didn't do a video or anything actually. Uh, thankfully, which I was going to actually, but it kind of came through just connections, people that I know. Um, I had just recently started wrestling for Queens of combat and I think I had done two shows with them or something. Right. So the booker of that show, his girlfriend actually works for NWA and she saw me through Queens of combat. Yes. Maureen. Exactly. Um, yeah. So, and she knew me through Queens of Combat and he reached out to me as Zane Riley. He, he reached out to me and was like, Hey, Maureen is going to contact you. He was like, are you open these dates? And I was like, yep, I am. And he was like, all right, well, she'll reach out to you about a, it, it kind of sounded more of like a, I needed to send in info and stuff. Like I, I needed to apply. And when she messaged me, it was more of a confirmation of my spot and what I was doing and where to park. And I was like, oh, so I already have it. (laughs) So it happened really fast. And I thought that I still had to like apply for it and all that good stuff. But um, but I didn't because she already knew who I was. So I was like, well, that's good. But if you still need anything else, like I'll give it to you because I like to, you know, send in all those things and like earn it. But, But I guess in a way, you know, I did earn it. Yeah, I mean, you, you're definitely like I said, you're out there, and no, I, I, I know yeah. Maureen very well, and like she's a, oh good, she's been, she's been a good friend to the show and and us in general, but no, I actually, so uh, uh this is not going to be interesting to anybody else, but I obviously was obnoxious with you about uh doing this, and I, I had messaged you on Inst, uh, like DM'd you or something. Anyway, I guess I shouldn't go into so much detail on that. But anyway, I DM'd you, and then I don't think you had seen it, or I don't know. But I was like, I, I ended up messaging Maureen. I was like, do you know Danny Jordan? And she's like, <laughs> sort of. Like, I mean, I know we booked her. And, you know, like, uh, I mean, I know her, <laughs> like, in that way. And I'm like, yeah. all right, well, I'm just trying to get her to do this podcast. And uh, she's not responding to me. So I don't know if she thinks I'm, like, a creeper. She's like, well, I can let her know you're not a creeper. I don't know. I don't even know if she ever said anything, but like, so we, we talked about you <laughs> in that way, but that's funny. Yeah. I don't think I ever saw the, the Instagram message. I obviously saw the, the, the Twitter message, but Instagram, I don't know. Yeah. I get a lot. It's, it's weird. Yeah. See, that's, that's the trouble with it is I, know. I try to keep up with it. I feel like I don't get a lot right now, but like they're picking up. And but like I try to keep up with them as much as possible, you know. Well, and you know, it's I hard. get it. You're a girl too, and girls, I know. Yeah. Like every time I like message 
a girl on there i feel like i've got to clarify at the beginning like i i swear to god i'm not trying to be creepy just listen to me for a (laughs) second (laughs) it's it's i'll tell you right now too it's the first initial sentence that you have the word right and i don't know how to help you out on that but (laughs) you know how when you how when you're looking through your messages and you can see like the first little bit of what they wrote but not the rest it's it's whatever that says that determines if I'm going to like open it or not, or if I already know your Instagram name or something, you know what I mean? Right. But it's that initial thing before I open the rest of it to read it. That's really important. But like I said, I don't even know how to like, how to give you a tip on what you should put there. Yeah. It's a, it's a weird thing. (laughs) We've had awesome people. Like I've been able to interview awesome people uh, like uh, Allison Kay and Marty Bell and Thunder Rosa and all these people. But luckily I got to, yeah, meet most of them and so they like knew who i was and they were like that's good you know so it was like all right i'm going to message you and you're going to respond <laughs> right yes okay but yeah it's weirder with dudes like dudes just i don't know yeah maybe they're like let's see what kind of freaky shit this person's gonna say <laughs> but uh anyway all right so you the killer thing about you is all right, hold on. I'm all over the place. I got sidetracked. Let me ask you this. What was it like for you like when you went to the Circle Squared, showing up and, and that sort of thing? Was it like nerve-wracking? Or, and, and what kind of prep do they give you? Like going into that? Um, I was very nervous, obviously, because it, it was a big deal. Um, you say that, but not obviously. Because I think this is <laughs> the thing that everybody said about you is... Your confidence was ridiculous. Thank you. I, I've been getting that a lot lately. Um, it's it's really interesting to me, though, and I love hearing that that, that that's what people think that I was very confident and everything. And I, and I I try to I try to put that out there as much as possible. Like, but it's really hard because I was just uh, telling somebody else's yesterday actually that, that said the same thing. Um, they said that you were so confident and blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, well, that's good that you say that. But what you don't see is on my end, I was watching it live with everybody else. And so everyone else is out there and they're like, wow, she has a lot of confidence. She's, she's really killing it. She knows exactly what her character is and what she's going to say and this and that. And then on my end, I'm sitting there on the couch watching it. And then I turned to my friend and I'm like, oh, I hated that. And he's like, why? What? And I'm like, because like, I know what I could have, like, I don't know. I know that I could have maybe put that character out there a little more. Like, I know where I almost lost myself when I was talking in the promo and where I picked it back up, like things like that. You know, I know that everybody, everybody else doesn't know that, but I like hearing what they have to think because like when they're watching it for the very first time, people that have never seen me before. So I got a lot of good feedback from it, which is good. So I did what I needed to do. You know, I, I let them know who I was as a person, as a character, and made them want to see more of me. So mission accomplished, right? But there's a lot more that I could have done with it. And I'm just very hard on myself in general. So um, I'm my biggest critic. Everybody says that they're their biggest critic, but like I really beat myself up for a lot of things. So um, I think it's just because I, I want to be really good at this and I want to be good at everything. I'm very competitive. 
but like I'm very competitive with myself because I'm like, oh, come on, you could do way better than that. Like, why did you say that? Why did you do that? You look stupid. You know, it's a it's a whole battle with myself. So but yes, it's very cool hearing that everybody says that I'm super confident and everything. And even the day of when I went in, like I was super nervous and I thought about what I was going to say in that promo for like the whole day. I had to get there like noon, I think, uh, if I remember correctly. And the whole day I was just like, oh my God, I have to cut a promo. Like this is going to be so nerve wracking. I don't know what I'm going to say, what I'm going to do. Like it was really hard for me to loosen up and like get into that and get ready for it. I was, I was, I was like, all right, the wrestling part, that's, that's easy. It's the promo beforehand. That's going to make or break me, you know? Did anybody come talk to you like that? That Obviously, I mean, somebody would have talked to you, but like, I mean, what about people like Lagana, Corgan, and uh, like any of the other women that are, you know, like Thunder yeah. Rosa, Allison Kay, that kind of stuff? Um, yes. Uh, all those people talked to me. Um, every single one of them. And and more uh, before the show. So I was, it was very, I was very comfortable because everybody made me feel really welcome as soon as I came in, even like eddie kingston like all of a sudden it's like he knew me and we'd been friends for years and i was like this is the first time we're actually meeting like i've seen him at some shows here and there but i've never actually like met him met him so everybody made me feel like really really comfortable in that aspect which was great like right off the bat you know it's 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 not you don't see that at a lot of places so that was really cool for me um but as soon as i came in dave was talking to me about what i was going to be doing and um he was just like so when you go out there, it's going to be, you're going to have like a five minute match and it's basically like a tryout, just like see what you're capable of doing, like on your own with the two of you, what you can put together, um, show personality. He was like, moves don't matter. Don't worry about that. It's not what we're looking for. Anybody can do moves. What we want from you is like character, personality, interact with the fans and get a reaction and like, do be you that's what we want to see so from that put it together in five minutes or put put it put together a five minute match in the rest of the day and i was like okay and he goes this is going to be your agent don't bounce ideas off of him he's not here for that to help you put the match together or anything he's just here to make sure you don't do anything like stupid or illegal or whatever (laughs) and and just run it by him at the end and like before you go out there and like you'll be fine and i was like all right and then um so, so we were kind of nervous because now we, now we're like, all right, so we have full control and I have no idea what we should do as far as that goes. And I was like, well, no moves thing is great. Cause I have like five moves. <laughs> so I was like, perfect. I love being more of a personality than anything. Cause like, that's all I want to ever do, you know, is just like convey a, a good story and get emotions out of a match more, more so than do like a freaking canadian destroyer you know like a million right. times because i can't do all that stuff like i'm not a flippy person i don't have a lot of moves okay so i i you know kicks and strikes and like german suplexes are my go-to so it was very hard and we didn't know what to do and we had a different kind of storyline i was heel and she was face so we had to portray that in the unconventional way of she's bigger than me she's like six one Right. And I'm five feet even and I'm the heel. So we had to, that was really hard too. Cause I, I'm never really in that situation. So that was kind of, that was kind of hard what do you to mean, deal with. So what do you mean? You're not in that situation. Sorry. I'm like, not really in, 
I'm not in that situation a lot where um, I'm the heel and I'm facing somebody much larger than me. But you're usually, I mean, your character lends itself to being the heel, right? Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm always heel. Okay. But in, in yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just the size difference. I got you. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, where was I going with that? Oh, so. Um, I screwed you up. Uh, yeah, you did. Look what you did. <laughs> I'm great at this. <laughs> um, so Sienna actually came to me. And this is the first time that I met her also that day. She actually came up to me and she was like, hey, if you guys don't have an agent, I would love to be that for you and help you out if you don't mind. And I was like, yes, absolutely. Like, please do. I'll take anything you got. Like, of course. So that, that meant a lot. That's uh, a lot of people don't like just approach you and say that they want to be your agent for, for a match to help you out to new girls that have never been there before, you know? Um, so that was really cool. That, that told me a lot about her, that she's just a very helpful person. Um, and uh, a lot of other people were willing to help me out. Um, Sal Ronaldo. Oh my God, my tongue tongue tied. Sal Ronaldo. Ronaldo. Um, Ronaldo. Thank you. Oh my God, <laughs> what is wrong with me right now? Oh, you're you're nailing it. Uh, I think I'm lacking so much sleep right now, or I have too much sleep. I don't even know. It's it's really okay. It's just like a leverage thing for us. It's like the- if I don't <laughs> seem like I am failing so miserably with you, then it just like balances out. Right. Oh my gosh. Okay. So let me, let me get my shit straight. <clears throat> I'm just going to say, I'm just going to say Sal. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> so Sal, Sal, I've known before NWA. Um, he's always really cool. We've been on a couple shows with him. Um, super nice guy. Always very helpful too, which I love. And so he was coming up to me throughout the night and he was just like giving me pointers here and there, what I need to do, like giving me, um, tips on the crowd and how they're very easy to work with. And all you have to do is like acknowledge them once and they'll kind of be with you for the rest of the show from there on out. And, um, I took those and I ran with it and I was like, okay, cool. Pretty much everybody said the same exact thing too about the crowd and how they'll take like that one little bit that you give them and then just be with you for the rest of the show or boo you for the rest of the show, whatever, whatever it is. How dare so, they make um, that assumption? <laughs> well, you were there. I was. That's the what truth, I'm saying. isn't it? You don't. I'm not that easy. But I. You're I easy. Am. Yeah, I am. No, it, but it's good. <laughs> like it, it's very helpful. Like it's it's really hard when you have to perform in front of a stubborn crowd that's like super quiet and they don't give you anything, you know? Because like we're there to get a reaction out of you, and if you're not reacting, then either we're doing something wrong or. Well, yeah, I guess we're just doing something wrong. <laughs> the people that I normally sit around at these things, their their idea is. They're all there to make this show as good as possible, and they want to make it. They they're into it. They they want you yeah. to succeed. It's uh, yeah yeah. When you guys walk out there, like in, I don't know. I, I figure I worried about the circle square because I'm like, oh god, this is such an intimidating thing. Like it feels like it could be, but I think that everybody there, you know, they they know, you know, like this is an opportunity for you, and they want yeah. you to to land it you know what you're trying to do you actually i mean another testament to you though i mean when you walked out i heard like people around me were like oh it's danny oh danny yeah (laughs) i was surprised i was i was surprised and it was a very warm welcome because i was so nervous and i think that helped too calm my nerves when i went out there before the promo because i was like oh my god they're not gonna know who i am 
but also I live in Atlanta. So I was like, well, I hope they do. I don't know. Like, I don't know who's out there, but hopefully it's a, a, a local crowd that knows me already. But like, yeah, I live in Atlanta, but I only do like one, one show around here. So, you know, it, it, it was, it was going to be hit or miss. So I'm really glad that I got some kind of reaction that made me very happy. <laughs> but, um, back to the people helping me out backstage. So Sal was helping me out a lot. He was, he was great to talk to. Um, gave me a lot of pointers about the crowd. Um, but Sienna was very helpful. And I think the other person that was really helpful, helpful towards me was, um, Marty Bell. We had met for the first time too. And we just ended up in the locker room, like alone. And at some point, and we were just talking back and forth about a bunch of stuff. She was like super nice asking me questions like, Oh, where are you from? Where you live? Blah, blah, blah. So we're both from New York. That was cool. So like, then we talked about that for a little bit and, um, it was just cool to like have, have like bonds with some of these people that I'd never met before, you know? And like, then after, after that conversation with Marty, like I went out there, did my thing, came back first two people that were there that I saw was Sienna and Marty Bell. And they, you know, they were about to go out there themselves, like, and do something. So, but before they did, like, they talked to me about what I just did, you know? And then they went out there and then came back to me like, yeah, you know, this, this, and this. And I was like, wow, thank you. Like, you don't have to be talking to me right now about like, you just had a match. Talk about yours, you know, like, but they were talking to me about like my stuff and, and I got very good feedback from everybody actually. Like when I came back, everybody liked my promo a lot and made me feel really good about everything. And, um, and I liked that a lot. And I actually knew Thunder Rosa beforehand too. I've, I've seen her a bunch, been on some shows with her. Um, you've worked with her. One of the, that was coming out. I've worked with her. Yeah. One of my first matches. Oh man, I don't even know when that was. That was a long time ago. That was like, two three years ago something like that it was in texas and uh yeah i wrestled her and holly dead in a tag match that was cool um but yeah so i've known her for since like i first started so that was cool um i was talking to her i was like in the bathroom by myself calling my match like thinking about my promo and stuff and she she just came in and she was like all right how you feel and i was like i'm nervous and she was like don't be what's your character? And I was like, I'm the real mean girl. I'm blah, blah, blah. And she was like, okay, what's that? What are you going to do as that personality? Like what would the real mean girl do right now? What would you say when you go out there? Like just channel that and be you, be yourself and don't be nervous. Cause if you're going to be nervous, they're going to know you're nervous, but just be you and relax. And I was like, thank you. That's, that's what I needed to hear right now. So she's she's great at like helping you calm down and stuff. It's so cool to it me. It was a good day. It was yeah. a good day. <laughs> it's, it's like <laughs> you telling me this stuff is like making me feel so much better about like Yeah. When I when I talk to uh so so on the show I've had all like M- Marty, Allison and Thunder and uh mm-hmm. or Rosa. Feels like a stupid way to call somebody Thunder. thunder. <laughs> but, uh, no, it's cool. Yeah. Do it. I guess you're right. But uh, they are also <laughs> awesome. Like they have all been really cool to me too. Like they, uh, Thunder Rosa shows up in our. We do a live after show every Tuesday night after Power or Circle Squared or whatever on YouTube. Oh, cool! And and she's always in there and always like just saying <laughs> stuff. Her and Nick Aldis of all people, but it's like oh wow, <laughs> they're they're really cool with us and. Uh, and Allison Kay was awesome, and uh, Marty Bell's like one of the, my favorite people I've ever talked to. Like she's just like just a 
really cool person. So it's nice to see. Yeah, she's really easy to talk to. Yeah, yeah. It's just nice to see that they're that way there too. That they're like mm-hmm. helping out other people and, and that sort of thing. Um, yeah, I loved it. So, what do you think this confidence thing is? I promise I'm not going to keep you all night. Um, That's okay. What What do you think the the confidence thing is? Is that like you're projecting? Like you're trying to? See, you know, I feel like I'm digging too far now. Like I don't. <laughs> but but you're talking about like you're so critical of yourself. But legitimately, like you could watch the Circle Squared, and and I mean no disrespect to anybody else that was on the Circle Squared, but there are moments where you can obviously tell people are nervous. And they've lost mm-hmm. it for a second. And they're trying to get it back. This is their first time doing it. Nobody faults them for that. But it's like you did not seem that way at all. You didn't. Like you never seemed to lose it. And I've, and, and honestly, the other person who I'm looking forward to talking to eventually uh, is that, that I thought the same thing of is Lindsay Snow. Like, I mean. Oh, yeah. Both of you, out of everybody, guys and girls, like you both walked out there and you um, just looked like you were ready and like you just were a part of that show. I don't, I don't know what I'm looking for there. I'm just like, yeah, talk. I was like, what's your question? There's not a question. <laughs> no, I, don't, I, don't, um, I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing anymore. <laughs> I'm just no, not. but th- well, thank you for the for those for those words, Ben, of of my confidence. That makes me feel good. If what? you're quite, I feel like you're you're wanting to ask like how do I get that confidence to project or something like that? Is that kind of like, yeah, that would be great. You know what else would be great is if I just sit back and you do the rest of this, (laughs) (laughs) I'll ask myself the question. Ask yourself questions and then you answer them. That would be awesome. (laughs) (laughs) I'd be a terrible interviewer. I wouldn't even know. I'd be like, what's your favorite color? Uh, (laughs) That's what I'm not going for, but it's it's clearly it's clearly working. <laughs> I don't even know how to dis- how to like explain that really because it it's it's literally just all an act. <laughs> I'm just I'm just trying to act my ass off and pretend like I have all the confidence in the world because like I think actually I'm gonna be like my own therapist for a second, Let's but. See it which I do a lot of, but this is me like thinking in the moment and describing what I think that this actually comes from. So me in my regular day-to-day life, I'm, I don't have the most confidence. Like I've never been that kind of person. I've always like thought that I've had all these flaws and blah, blah, blah. Right. So my self-confidence is kind of low until lately when I've been getting into this whole fitness journey that we were talking about earlier, my confidence has gotten boosted but i think just the fact that i'm comfortable being this character that i'm i'm in because it's my favorite movie like it's just my favorite thing to to portray um and you can just be mean and get away with it like (laughs) they can't say anything to you so yeah i can say whatever i want i can be like can you read and he can't do anything about it you know he just has to sit there and be like well i don't know can i so (laughs) So it's it's just fun to do all that and to just let loose and act and pretend like I have all the confidence in the world and just be like somebody that I'm not in real life, like, or that I am in real life, but turned up times 10. So everything that I am, bump it up 10 notches. And like, that's, that's what I do when I go out the curtain. Like, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to explain, but it's all an act. 
but that's that's always the thing you hear like when you watch these uh you know documentaries or whatever about any wrestler it's always like with like a stone cold steve austin is like just be yourself and turn it up like to 11 yeah everybody says that you know what um stuck with me for a long time somebody i forget who but i was talking to a bunch of people about like character work and blah 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 right and promos and they were like so think about you when you're drunk and and like channel that (laughs) so drunk you is out there wrestling so whatever personality you have when you're drunk kind of like use that a little bit so sometimes i can't really use that but i can use the outgoingness and the the volume of of what i'm like if i am drunk right and like kind of channel that a little bit more and it's just fun to think about if you're out there just be like oh i'm drunk but you're not no, that's super interesting. That's a that's a really good point. And it's a it's a weird take on it, but when you're drunk, you're you times ten, right? No, so, that's a hundred percent true. Yeah. Yeah. And then I just have to be like mean and rude with it and it's that's easy. I, I love yeah. seeing your, your pictures of you, like uh what you write <laughs> on people's autographs and stuff. <laughs> yeah, that that it can get weird, but I try to stay away from that. <laughs> Only recently has it gotten like much weirder. And I was like, yeah, I knew that was coming. <laughs> oh my God. I, did, I did that to myself. But yeah, it's fun to do. <laughs> I, I want to dig deeper into that, but I'm not going to. I'm just, uh... <laughs> yeah, we'll just leave it there. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave it. Well, and, and hey, you should be confident because, listen, you've been doing this, what did you say, like 2016, 2015? Uh, no, 2017 I started. 2017? Jesus. Yeah, I'm, I'm still pretty fresh. I'm I'm in my third year. That's insane. And I <laughs> literally today uh, rewatched a clip of you fighting Nyla Rose on AEW. Oh yeah. That that's that's not normal, Danny. That's not like a thing that happens what, for most three people. years in. Yeah, that's not. Yeah, that's not a thing that just happens. I yeah, I think about that a lot. My first match wasn't until August 2017. So, um, first, first, like, live match in front of a crowd. How long is it? August 2017. So, not even a full three years of having live matches. Think about that. Yeah, well, I mean, you're you're talking about, like, when you first started, you wrestled Thunder Wrestle, and now she's the NWA Women's Champion. Um, That's insane. Yeah. I don't know. I just uh, literally finished it. editing an interview with uh, Caleb Conley. I did, and uh, oh Caleb, yeah, Caleb's been doing this forever. Like he's he's been through his ups and downs and everything. And I mean, luckily, like you're in a position that the wrestling world is wide open. Yeah, I feel like lately. So I think about this a lot. Like when I first, especially when I first started, I was like, man, I kind of wish I got into this earlier because I feel like I'm on a like a time crunch, you know, like I got to make it before I'm 30, you know, or I'm done. So I think about that a lot. And, um, it's definitely like a, it's not an easier time right now, but I think I got into it at the perfect time. Now that I think about it, instead of thinking about, instead of wishing I got into it sooner, I'm glad I did not because I feel like it was a lot more difficult back then. Like I have friends that have been in the wrestling business for a lot longer than I have. And a lot of female friends that have been in it for five, six years or, or longer that are just now starting to pick up. And I'm like, man, that's insane. Like, I just feel like I got into it at the perfect time for some reason. And like, 
I mean, I've been very thankful to have gotten the, the things that I've been able to do, like AW and NWA. Because, yeah, it, it doesn't really happen a lot like that. But, like, I've worked for it, and I'm trying. And it took me a while before I even got confident and, and comfortable in my character and everything. But, like, all I want to do is this. Like, I just want to – I don't know. I have everything in it. If I If I don't make it in this, I don't have a backup. I didn't go to college. So, like, this is it. And – I think if I had been in it for as long as some of my friends have, I would have gotten super discouraged and almost felt like I shouldn't do it anymore. Maybe I would have quit. I don't know. I'm glad that they didn't quit because I feel like now there's so many opportunities and and doors open all over the place and so many open spots for everybody that, like, in a way, it is a lot easier these days to, like, make it. There's a lot more opportunity everywhere. So I don't know. Timing is everything. Yeah, well, it's uh, what's there's like some phrase about like luck is where like opportunity meets preparation or something like that. And you've mm. you've uh, you've definitely got all of those things, and that and that's really cool. Like I, I literally sitting here talking to you have no doubt that eventually yeah, we're going to be dealing with you having to choose between AEW and WWE or something, some, some big major company. And I just hope you remember us wow. over here, but, uh, I probably won't. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> I don't blame you, but it's, uh, it's just, just kidding. I, I see I, sometimes I channel my, my inner mean girl and then I just I make would, comments like, don't take it personally. It happens to everybody. No, I do. I, it all I would time. be totally disappointed. If you didn't. <laughs> That's like, I live for it. So it's fine. I'm just, I just, I, relish the abuse but uh <laughs> the no but i but i do hope because obviously i'm doing this thing because my favorite thing in the world is nwa and so i hope that we see more of you there first and uh thank you yeah and so and who knows maybe one day nwa will be the biggest thing in the world but i get it uh who knows who knows indeed danny tell everybody because uh, we're gonna wrap this thing up. You've got a life to live. Okay. And uh, where, I do. Where where can you be found on all of the stuff so that people can see this awesome fitness journey and all the cool stuff you do on social media? Oh, and all the stuff. So Instagram, very simple. It's just at Danny J. D i n i J. Um, and then Twitter, I believe it is just at Danny Jordan. D i n i J o r d y n. Um, I don't think there's any kind of what's that little dash called like an under, <laughs> underscore underscore yeah. Unders, underscore hyphen no no none of those just just danny jordan i got that all right perfect. locked in yeah you were ready for this follow me there please please follow me there Go my followers me. have escalated so i'm i'm very excited <laughs> People are excited. People are keep going you guys i'm i'm funny i have good content uh she's all right i can wrestle yeah. All right. Well, that's, Danny, that's all I got to push that. Well, I appreciate you, even though you are the the mean girl. I, I appreciate you agreeing to do this and being so cool. Oh yeah, no problem. With us, it was really kind of you. Surprisingly enough. No problem. If you ever want me to come back after this terrible interview, then I'd be glad to come back. <laughs> Perfect. Just kidding. Wait. Oh,